beautiful Moab, Utah at the Illum Moab with CEO of Under Canvas, Matt Geegan. I guess here to discuss all things glamping. That's right. Hi, Matt. Thanks for hosting us. Well, welcome. Glad you could make it out to Moab. Uh, this is beautiful. And I'm not going to lie. I've heard great things about Moab. Never been here. And when I landed, I was a little shocked, like, where the heck am I? <laughs> little bit in the middle of nowhere yep. but somehow you guys have figured out how to set up a resort yep. an unbelievable glamping resort in the middle of nowhere yep cheers to you thank you appreciate it so for the of you who can't see there's a tent somewhere here that i slept in last night uh that is a unique experience you all have to try it so how give me in your words matt what is glamping right um we call it think about it as an outdoor resort we have uh the amenities of a typical boutique hotel, but they're in an amazing natural setting. Uh, you see the backdrop. We're sitting here on 200 acres um, with these amazing natural features. We have uh, rim rock, you know, bluff behind us. Then we've got 50 mile views out to the west. Um, and it's within this setting that we provide upscale hospitality, much like a traditional hotel would, but just our way. Um, as we walk the resort, you know, you can see we have a, a full restaurant, we have dipping pools, we have a very unique safari-inspired tent experience that has an ensuite bath. So that makes it very much more approachable. So we think about comfort and nature and bringing it to these destinations that are growing very rapidly too. So while you might feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, a lot of people are coming out to explore what the West and the U.S. has around these outdoor destinations. Yeah, I slept last night in what felt like a very semi-permanent uh, canvas tent yeah. with a full bathroom, showers, hot water, yep. uh, gorgeous view, heater, air yep. conditioner, yep. I mean, all the creature comforts of home. That's right. That makes it very accessible for a lot of people who want to try some of the connection to nature of camping, but with the, you know, the comforts of staying in a nice hotel. Yeah, I had a lobby with a full dining experience, yeah, yep. breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm -hmm. pool, Yep. get my yoga on this morning. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, you seem relaxed. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Centered. Uh-huh. Uh, so what, tell me about climbing. Why do people come? I mean, I get it. I'm here already, but why, what are, why are people coming to do these things? Yeah, well, from a perspective, so under canvas uh, has we have 12 locations now including this new one ulum moab which is a kind of a, an expansion on what we've done for the last 10 years right um, so from a, think about from a hospitality perspective um, consumers are looking to escape to nature and experience it but you know without all the challenges that go with like hauling equipment yeah. that might come with camping um, and they also want the creature comforts. You know, I, my wife is a great example of that. She loves being, you know, hiking and, you know, mountain biking, but she also doesn't want to sleep in a traditional tent. Um, I also appreciate being able to get an espresso in the morning or a <laughs> glass of wine, meeting other people out here in a beautiful setting. So we really merge these two basic things that really create a special experience. That time around the, the campfire or fire uh, around the the lobby with uh, some great food, some nice you know interaction with other guests, just creates a real magical experience. So, you know, I think it's that the experience and connecting people with nature, but it's also from a hospitality perspective. You know, there's just not a lot of variety of hospitality accommodations in these markets that are growing rapidly. So that's where we look at the markets like a Moab 
um, and you can see that there's a demand, right? And so we can view that through typical analytics. Um, and then we've operated enough in the West to know where this unmet demand uh, creates an opportunity for us to come in. Yeah, I, I'm an East Coaster, so this is all new to me. Yep. Uh, but I get it. I mean, I, even just driving in, you see the campers, the RVs, yep. uh, the, the off-road vehicles everywhere, the mountain bikers, the yep. rock climbers. I mean, people are doing this. Yep. You seem to have just leaned into a need yep. and taken it up a level. Yeah, I like to think, because I've been around hospitality for a long time, and you know, I've helped create brands, you know, more traditional built hotels. But to me, this is a very distinctive experience. You talk about um, kind of a lot of, you know, the sameness in some different products that, you know, boutique hotels, you know, in the typical uh, urban markets. But we feel like this is a uh, very distinctive experience because of the, you know, you wake up in the morning, you'll hear birds, you'll be exposed to the elements. But we also create the opportunity for you to have some of those comforts like I talked about. But it's just, you know, you're, we're putting people into the environment, is, which is the reason why they're visiting. Yeah, whereas a lot of typical built hotels separate you from, you know, the natural experience that is so amazing in like a Moab or a Zion or an Acadia. We embrace it and we do it with a very light, environmentally conscious footprint as well. So, um, uh, again, I think for people who are really looking to experience and uh, learn about a space, a uh, place, uh, that's where we really shine. Yeah, do you think glamping is a fad or you think people are, no, no, they're just getting it into this and you guys are just figuring it out and getting better and better at it? Yeah, well, I think both. I think we're getting better and better at it uh, because it's a, uh, it really is a different experience. We have amazing associates who view this as a lifestyle. They love being in these outdoor environments, but they're also, we have invested a lot in creating the hospitality service mindset and creating career opportunities for our associates as well. So you see that as we have now grown to these 12 locations, you know, we have our team here at Ulum who have come in from, you know, our camp in Smoky Mountains, as well as our Lake Powell Grand Staircase uh, under Canvas Camp. And so it creates an opportunity for them to grow in their professions. And that's one of the things I love about hospitality. Um, so this is truly a hospitality platform. Now to the point about glamping and the market, um, I just think we call it outdoor resorts, right? Glamping is a term that I think people can appreciate because it's, you know, upscale camping. Um, and we do that and we love that uh, understanding, but for sure, this is a differentiated experience. And we put a lot of effort into creating an infrastructure that is, you know, like a boutique resort, right? You know, you have your bathrooms, you have a full kitchen, you have the services and amenities that you might expect if you are staying at a beach resort or at a ski resort. Uh, it's just that it's in the safari tent experience. Um, and it's a great place. You sleep well, the weather is, you know, you're exposed to the weather and I just love it. I mean, personally, I love being outside and staying in one of our, uh, in our rooms. And um, yeah, so I think it's opened up the access for a lot of people who might never have stayed in this type of an environment. I get, Kelly is one of those people, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, we're in the industry. We hear about it. We see a few. We talk to people who've done it. But I, 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 I get it. I, it. Being here, staying here, I get it. I mean, I'd like to stay longer. We're not really yeah. going to plan to get out. Typical. But uh, typical. Yeah. But um, I can see. I mean, what do you have? You got the Green River, the Colorado River, yep. right out here. So there's. Yeah. Uh, you know. We're looking at 50 mile views behind uh, here, the camera. So this, we got the great, the great spot. So you're, we're seeing, looking over Canyonlands National Park. 
the Colorado River flows through. There's no uh, structures in front of us, right? And it's just an amazing backdrop for our guests to be able to see uh, a place that's, you know, we've discovered these places. We've been around, you know, doing this, um, looking for beautiful sites for, for years. And so, you know, of all this activity that you can access, rafting right, you know, down the road from us, um, amazing mountain biking and hiking down in the Needles District of Canyonland. So uh, this is a great outpost for exploring a, 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 you know, amazing area of the world that, you know, a lot of people have yet to discover. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, talk to me about sort of the next things in the earth, wind, fire, yeah. land. I've heard a little bit about that. Yeah. So not quite of where we're going next, but we have 12 locations now. Yeah, we have 12 locations and uh, we will keep um, uh, building and opening up about two, maybe three locations a year. They will all be centered around outdoor places that people want to go and they would like to find some alternative accommodation options. So, you know, you'll see us going around some more of the national parks or big outdoor um, places where people are looking to recreate. Um, you know, we've opened up over the last, just to give you a gauge on what we've opened up recently, a couple of years ago, we opened up Acadia National Park just outside of Acadia, beautiful uh, rolling grass uh, lawn to the ocean. So it's oceanfront um, and view with views of the National Park and Cadillac Mountain. Beautiful, doing really well. Um, we opened up uh, our site down outside of the Grand Staircase National Monument in Utah. Again, beautiful. It has a slot canyon that runs through it. Awesome. Um, each of these, you know, all of our sites are a couple hundred acres. Um, so we go out and we find these beautiful spots um, like those two. And then we've opened up one in Bryce Canyon, uh, which is, again, an amazing national park. Um, and then we have another one we're opening up uh, in Montana in Paradise Valley outside of Bozeman in about a month and a half. How, so, do, you, how do you find your sites? How complicated is it? You right. get, is a lot of public land? I mean, private land? How complicated yep. is it to get these things put up? Because they're in pretty sensitive Yeah, we have to places. love the places that we're at. That's right. my simple screen. If, uh, and I've got all of our, we have a development team. We have four people who go out and, you know, have been doing this for years. and have a lot of connections you know you, you understand course. from the brokerage world um, and the real estate world it's about people and you know going out there and familiarization so we got a great team they're going out looking across the US and you know North America and so um, that's how we find it we have that crew um, and then we have relationships you know we own and operate all of our locations uh, the ownership is long I think of a long-term lease see 30 to 50 years Okay. Quasi ownership, you know, yep. it's like capitalize that. Right. But um, so the structures we, might not last that long. Right. But yeah. And so we do just like a hotel, though, we have a, ref, you know, a replenishment FF&E cycle and so stuff that we're familiar with. We're hoteliers, you know, at heart. At heart. And so we think about putting the right infrastructure in place. But we find them by going out and looking at markets that, you know, we all love to travel to. Um, and then we have relationships. So. We do have long-term leases with, um, like here at, at Moab, um, in this Ulu Moab, we have uh, this property's on uh, uh, with what we the State Land Trust okay. um, of Utah, and so their mission is to fund schools and institutions in Utah, and they typically will have relationships, you know, covering agriculture, oil and gas, or other uses, and so we uh, fit into that tourism sector, which is a lighter touch, and I think it's a great marriage. Uh, with a, an amazing partner with it's called Sitla um, 
and you know I think that is a win-win for both of us and we've done a couple of deals with them um, and then we go around and again the, the the magic is getting a beautiful property and this truly to me I've been doing this a long time I've grown up out here and I just you know I feel like we've been able to find some of these exceptional spots and we won't build in a place unless it's gorgeous yeah and this is exceptional and again if you can't see there's huge rock structures behind us there's vast views in front of us oh yeah an arch right over there oh by the way an arch that we're going <laughs> to climb later uh and swing through the eye hole yeah can't wait at awesome. night awesome at night so you're in with the in with the land trust and again they they're trying to do the right things with state-owned land yep. but in theory they need revenue for right. the schools they do and as you just mentioned they could pick i'm making it up a cattle rancher or uh an oil right drill or some mining which all yep. seems a lot more uh impactful on yep. the land uh, or there's tourism yep. and you guys that are very minimal right. impact and just try to work with the land yep uh and they still get their revenue they get their lease so they got to right. like you guys a lot yep well we like them i don't i mean i can't speak to we we really enjoy the partnership and we take that relationship very seriously for instance like we do all of our uh ownership uh leases um because you know we are we see they are stewards of the land for on behalf of the people of the state and for the schools and institutions so i think that's a it's a, a real opportunity for us to again with our very light footprint and our seasonal business to create an opportunity for people to explore the the beautiful parts of the state of of utah in this case um, but we go out we own most of our locations uh, just to be clear um, because uh, you know, there's an opportunity. We believe in the long-term. So you asked about glamping. Yes. We, this is a long-term business, no doubt. Active travel is not diminishing in popularity. Uh, and so you know, we, we take that mentality and we go buy our properties uh, with the view that this is a forever business. Yeah, it feels like it's accelerating. Yep. So, so let's say you said buy, so let's talk the money. The some of the boring stuff, but who's the capital behind all of this? Right, we have um, our primary uh, equity partner is KSL Capital. Okay. And uh, they invest in travel and leisure. Sure they um, do. And, uh, you know, from typical resort hotels to, you know, ski resorts. So uh, there's, uh, and they understand the seasonal business and um, they really understand resorts. So that's very helpful. So they provide the capital to help us grow um, and operating kind of support. Um, we have some uh, minority outside investors as well, because owning and operating in hotel world takes capital. So um, yeah, so but KSL is our primary. How, how did you get involved in this? So where's your passion? Are you an outdoorsman? Is yeah. that your base? Yeah, it's like I have passion at this point in my career. You know, I I really wanted to do something that merged my love for the outdoors and I love hospitality too. So I grew up in Montana, um, big outdoorsy family and uh, spent all our time outside of Yellowstone Park where my dad used to work as a ranger oh, and then um, I you know went off to make my career and uh, found hospitality thankfully because you know then I worked at Starwood Hotels for quite a while there's your branding yeah you know, and I got yeah of course and you know was motivated to do you know more of the business side of hotels and loved it creating helping create brands and working on loyalty programs and you know, big global business, but I really wanted to get back closer to um, 
you know, the, where the interaction with guests and, you know, you know, actually the investment side of it as well. So I actually joined KSL Capital and worked there for about 10 years um, and then was part of the team that decided to invest in Under Canvas. So then I joined Under Canvas about just three and a half years ago, right before COVID hit. So, um, yeah, so that's my story, KSL Capital and into, uh, into Under Canvas. I mean, this, this is a perfect match then. You've got the branding background, the capital background, and grew up as a force ranger father, yeah. loving the outdoors. Exactly. You're the perfect guy. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, this, this business is, you know, it's got a lot of complexity around operational, you know, issues with seasonal remote locations. So I love it, and it's good I do because, it, you know, you put your heart into it. So um, it is a great blend for me at this point in my life uh, to put those two together. And it's a really distinguished business in my mind. It is, you know, you think about all these brands and hospitality, we are an emerging brand, which does fill a hole in the market. Um, and now with our scale, we're starting to actually get the benefits of that size. So help me, the brand is under canvas? Yeah, we have two brands Thank now. You. We have 11 under canvas camps. Um, and then we have this resort, which is called Ulum. And you think about under canvas, think about, you know, the difference between a four star property uh, and then Ulum is four and a half star okay. intentionally. So, cause I was at Starwood for a while. So, of course. you know, I can think about, well, what's the difference between a, you know, a Sheraton and a, a Western or a W hotels, right? So I really like this four to four and a half star space because it's very, it's large and it's ex approachable for execution in this type of environment. Five star, beautiful, but it's a whole nother level of expectation in terms of capital yep. Yep. and a service uh, level. And we have a very friendly approachable service model, which you can see. Yes. But you know, we're also out in nature and weather is gonna impact. Um, you, you know, it's a, it's you are in the environment. So I think that positioning really fits well for our customer. And the, the idea around Ulum was that, you know, step up some of the amenities uh, to serve even uh, another segment of the market that was not being uh, met. So, yeah, I mean, again, I can feel it. Uh, you, you mentioned seasonality, so let's talk about the joys and sorrows of that and probably labor, which is a trick everywhere. But I've met them with the team. Yep. They're incredible. They seem to be from all over the country. Yep. Um, a lot of East Coasters, uh, a lot of what I'm going to call first-time, part-time, yep. right? Yep. Uh, people who are just looking for a yep. change of pace. Yep. Yep. So uh, you got a good thing going. You're recruiting the right the right staff. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you you saw that. I mean, we we hire for people, people, right? And um, increasingly train for the hospitality skills. So um, we create an opportunity for people, our associates, to come in at the ground level, um, get exposure to this business, and to visit the places they love to visit. Right. We provide housing for 95% of our employees, Thank you. which opens up the opportunity to get into the market, right? Which is a big blocker for businesses like ours or yeah. like ski industry, yeah, housing's at a premium. So we make it easy to come and then they do the, the execution on the service side. So we have people who are just enthusiastic about being here and love interacting with people. And then we um, develop people. So the large majority of our general managers uh, have spent, have come up from within. It's just a different business model, understanding how to deal with uh, natural um, you know, impacts like weather, it can snow, 
or it can be windy, um, but it's just a mentality around executing in this outdoor resort model that we really appreciate. So there's a resourcefulness that we, we see in our team that we look to develop internally. Um, and then I love seeing the career growth of these team members. That's the nice thing about hospitality. You've seen it in your sure. hotel business, right? As you see, it creates a lot. There's a very broad platform at the base of, of uh, employees, but have, helping them progress into management roles, really exciting. We, people are very important. We obviously talk about it a lot in our industry. So uh, it's nice to see you doing it. Although you're cheating a little bit, I think, <laughs> with recruiting. Um, help me, I was trying to think who else is in this space, right? And at least doing it sort of uh, as well as you guys are or is at the scale that you're doing. Right. Um, I've, Barry Sternlich's getting into it again, I think, with his field and stream. Yep. I think that's one of his new projects. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who else? Yeah, I think in the... I kind of look at it this these markets, these outdoor markets, there's a lot of different product types that are um, uh, either existing or coming in. So, you know, like, um, you know, field and stream, uh -huh. the uh, that concept, or there's a base camp concept. Yep. So that's, you think about motel, hotel type products with a more outdoor um, element, like, you know, gear uh, prep stuff or yep. some outdoor fire pits and all that. So you know, that's, you know, pretty understandable. So you've got that, and then you've got people who do glamping with very basic tents. You know, you might have communal bath, showers, um, very basic food and beverage, like a food truck. Yep. So it's like, you know, typical hospitality. You've got entrance and uh, range in these markets from, you know, two-star up to five-star. Two-star could be, you know, a lot of this market's defined by chain scale brands sure. or independents that, you know, basic motel. Um, then you get, you've seen some new entrants in with um, concepts like, um, you know, getaway, yep. which is predominantly, you know, outside of urban areas that have, it's a structure, but light on service. So um, uh, again, different flavors for different people. And then it goes all the way up to um, five-star like Amangiri. Yeah. Um, or Clayquat, um, all these places that I, so I saw all this when I was at KSL and we thought that there was a void in the four, four and a half star um, with the safari element is, is unique to us, but we just see this opportunity generally with these markets. The reason why there's an opportunity is that it's a seasonal business, right? So you have to be able to make money and get a return on investment within a short season, shorter than a typical, you know, uh, urban market. So we run anywhere from eight to four months, depending on our location. So we need to be able to go get the returns on our capital uh, within that period. And so it takes a very distinctive business model to do that. Can you make money in four months? Yep. Okay. <laughs> we do it. We build very efficiently. Um, we staff very efficiently. And um, we, it's also important. So our pricing uh, hits that sweet spot where we get, you know, good flow through on our, on our revenue. So. You know, we're pricing it, you know, our average for under canvas is in the low 400s ADR. Thank you. Uh, and then for Loom, we'll be in the 600 to 700 range. So it it's a real business model and it takes a lot, you know, to build efficiently. So on the denominator and on the numerator, you know, we have a full hospitality team that, you know, keeps track of our expenses, but also we price and revenue manage effectively too. So uh, obviously people are, looking for experiences today and you guys are leaning into that yep 
right? It's not what you have, it's what you're doing. Uh, and they're willing to pay for it. Yep. And you guys are embracing that yep. model. Uh, getting into the weeds a bit, but to, I, I just made me think about the infrastructure. I mean, I'm just thinking the water and the, and the sort of waste disposal, yep. not to mention bringing everything in and bringing everything out. Give me a little bit of insight into those complications. For sure. So on this property, um, we, we, in our tent, so think about the uh, user experience at the tent at the room, you know, we have like a typical hotel. We have a uh, electric, water, and, and septic running to each tent. So we have a full infrastructure um, across this 50 tent resort that's spread across 200 acres. So full infrastructure, underground, yeah, electric, water, all that, sewer, all the freeze, right? So you okay. got to put it, you know, it's all completely the code. Okay. Um, and we, again, that's part of building well with our you know, within any, you know, community yep. that we're in. Um, so we put all that in place, then we have a, a full lobby experience here with, you know, dipping pools. Um, and so we have all the infrastructure that goes in with that. So we have a full construction team. You know, we have, you know, we, we have two people on site throughout development phase um, who manage third-party contractors. And so it's a, it's a big piece of what our work and building in these environments is, especially over the last COVID period has been very, um, very challenging, but you know, we feel really good about getting, what are we, what I say? It's like we're on our fifth camp in the last three years. So. Yeah, I would, I, I mean, I would argue COVID helped you a ton, right? Real wind behind at your back, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, and now that's what everyone wants to do, yeah. right? It's a, let's go, let's go do stuff. We're not yeah. being trapped up anymore. We want to go do experiences. Right. I think it's accelerated some adoption or awareness mm -hmm. around, outdoor resorts like ours. Uh, it certainly made building them challenging sure. because people didn't want to show up to do work. Yeah, you know, sure. think of electricians or you know contractors in general, they have a lot of demand, people building second homes. <laughs> so that's the market we're you know up against, right? But we figured that out. And then on the consumer side, for sure, you know, there's been a lot of interest in getting out and exploring um, these, these national parks and the outdoors in general. But what we've seen is it's definitely, uh, we were doing really well before COVID. Uh, we will do very well going after COVID because I believe we're really on to something that's distinctive, right? It's like people who love to go skiing, um, who want to go to the beach, you know, we take them to these amazing uh, places like Moab or Zion um, and introduce them to these outdoor active fitness areas. I mean, it's just incredible. And, and I love the concept. Uh, and I'm excited to see what's next. So sort of in closing, but let's talk future. Like you talked earlier about what's next, but what is next? Yep. And describe this, what I've heard about this uh, earth, wind, fire, air, yeah. water. Challenges. Ch yes. Yeah. Well, so we will look to continue to grow um, a couple of locations a year. We also, one of the things that we provide from our uh, resorts or our camps is access to these amazing activities. So, you know, we, we make most of our revenue through rooms, um, but we also have a full F&B operation. So it's growing the ancillaries, if you would, that on um, services that go with a resort. Uh, but unique for us is to really grow our adventure side of the business. So, you know, you wanna go do a, an amazing guided mountain biking trip while you're here, dropping yep. in off the, yep. from Georgia. Um, if you had a little bit more time, I, we could have set you up with one of our guides, go, you know, bike the whole enchilada, right? That's a famous, you know, mountain biking run here. Um, the enchilada. You go, yeah. 
you could go float the Colorado River um, and tour the needles. So we have people who can take you out. Um, right now, it's third parties that we you know vet and select. But I think there's a big opportunity for really packaging up that experience. So that's there's a lot of growth opportunities, but we're we're drowning in opportunities to grow our same store sales. Uh, at the same time, we will go out and continue to grow our new locations. Um, on the earth, wind, fire comment, um, you know, one of the things we embrace is, is nature and what mother nature brings. So, yeah, I was telling you, know, you earlier that, you know, this site was really challenging to build this year because it snowed a lot here. Oh, yeah. It was very cold. It a lot so, everywhere. you know, it's hard to put pathways in when the whole, all the terrain is covered by snow. <laughs> And imagine. it's really cold. Um, so getting all that organized and orchestrated, you know, we, we just, we take that in stride and that's part of the resourcefulness that is unique to our team and our culture. You know, every, we have teams of people that go around and pop up these tents on these platforms every year. Um, and, you know, right now they're up in Montana um, working against some snow that's still on the ground outside of West Yellowstone, which is a big camp for us. And so we're racing the clock to make sure we get that done. And, you know, we've got 20 people up there, you know, running through that 100 unit camp and making sure that gets, you know, that happens. So it's, a, it's you know, like I said, there's a lot of teamwork here. Um, and uh, I love to see that, but it's very different from a typical business model in hospitality. Yeah, it's uh, running a Hampton Inn or a courtyard seems easy. Yeah, <laughs> compared to yeah, so we what embrace tackled. That. We have competencies. We call them, you know, fancy language around, you know, hiring great team members, you know, running the operations of this business, uh, and I give a lot of credit to our teams who deal with, you know, weather events, be it, you know, rain, snow, wind. Uh, Matt, this is fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Amazing area, gorgeous. I can't wait to go dive into it. Uh, so thank you for being a gracious host and having us. Well, thank you for taking the time to visit us, and good luck with everything. I love it. Let's go climb a rock. All right, let's do it. Do it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.